Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the kickoff of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Thanks for making the interview yesterday with uh, former President Donald Trump such a a hit. Uh, We had a lot of news stories, a lot of listenership, a lot of people uh, breaking news with that one yesterday, or rather, we broke news and they reported on it, I suppose, from the former president weighing in on crises like Ukraine and the border and the state of the Democrat Party, who the political opponents are that he suspects will be taking the reins of the party the next time around. It was remarkable, though. You know, the president, uh, when we're talking about President Trump, of course, Upset the media tremendously, Clay, by talking about them as by calling them fake news. That was the insult more than anything else that really riled them up, which is, I think, in and of itself quite telling, because if they were truly doing their jobs, if they were ethical, unbiased, impartial journos, speakers of truth, it wouldn't upset them to be called fake news. They would say, well, we're just doing our jobs. But it stung. It hit home. And if you paid attention yesterday to what happened, we had a fantastic example in real time, Clay and I did, of just what it means when the fake news decides to run with something. Because we had important important questions for the president yesterday that he answered with regard to uh, number 45, former President Trump, with regard to Russia and Taiwan and Ukraine and the border and go down the list, right? We talked about a whole rate, the Canadian truckers, COVID, Fauci, 2024. But somehow the lib media ran with the Trump is praising Putin line. That was the single biggest takeaway they had. Trump says, I, mean, I saw this all over the media. And, and as the person who asked the question, and Clay, we were sitting there together doing this interview yesterday, I got to say, it's it's like they're pretending not to understand or even be able to read in context 
English sarcasm, intent. They're just being intentionally obtuse. Here's just a quick montage of what they sounded like yesterday after Trump praised Putin during our interview. Play five. Donald Trump did an interview this morning on something called the Buck Sexton Clay Travis show. Former President Trump, who was out on this right-wing radio show, and he was praising Vladimir Putin and what Putin is doing in Ukraine. Donald Trump popping back up to say this. Former President Trump blasting President Biden while praising Putin. Praising, praising Vladimir Putin. Praised Vladimir Putin. Donald Trump, who you may remember tried to hold up aid to Ukraine. This is something that is a propaganda gift to Putin. Former President Herbert Hoover was an isolationist, but he didn't call Adolf Hitler a genius. Well, dictators are going to talk like dictators, right? Game those game. I think we should all have chills over the fact yeah. that Donald Trump called an invasion of a sovereign country genius. If Trump is reelected in 2024, Canada had better watch out. He couldn't get a Nobel Prize, so he's maybe trying out for the Order of Lenin, or even better, finally a Trump Tower in Moscow. So much fake news, Clay. These people are out of their minds. It It is pretty extraordinary. I mean, you and I sat across the table from President Trump for a full hour, and all of you heard that interview, and his discussion of Ukraine primarily focused on the fact that Putin wouldn't have invaded Ukraine if he were still president, and I think that's true. And so what you are seeing by the way that they reacted to a clip not even a not even a full couple of minutes of a discussion surrounding Ukraine, just a little clip, is a desperate attempt to try and make it look like it's not Joe Biden's fault. Have you noticed the pivot already that's going on? That Putin didn't invade. Did you see Rachel Maddow's blog had this article up? Putin didn't invade during Trump's presidency because he was already getting everything that he wanted. Well, that, that, that makes absolutely no sense. I have it in front all. of me, Clay. Why didn't Russia? This is from the Maddow blog at MSNBC. I guess she's on extended vacation after signing some obscene contract. Thirty, 30 million, million a year. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't work anymore. Why didn't Russia invade Ukraine during Trump's term? Perhaps because Putin was so pleased to see Trump pursuing goals in line with Moscow's agenda. Let me say. This is intellectually indefensible. I mean, this is this is moron stuff here. I think they need to give Biden cover. And they are desperate to provide Biden cover. And so, look, the president used different words, Buck, but we had a big discussion on Monday about the maneuvers that Vladimir Putin was trying to undertake in order, in order to end up in a situation where he might be able to claim part of Ukraine but have sent the message that he's going to invade and take over the whole country. And so as a result, it's not as bad as trying to take over Kiev or trying to take over the entire country. And so he's able to add those eastern Ukraine regions to his overall footprint of Russia. Right. That was the discussion that we had on Monday. That's essentially what the president was saying. But he said that at many times, like, hey, I told him if you ever move into Ukraine, they'll be held to pay effectively. Again, I'm paraphrasing. He said that Putin was never willing to do that while he was president. He, and so the, the way that this was covered was just fundamentally dishonest. It was the essence of fake news. I mean, we, uh, it's up at clanbuck.com, the transcript right now. By the way, this this is Trump now. By the way, this would never have happened with us. 
Had I been in office, not even thinkable, this would never have happened. But here's a guy that says, you know, I'm going to declare a big portion of Ukraine independent, and we're going to go, we're going to go in, we're going to help uh, peacekeep. you got to say, that's pretty savvy. He was speaking to the efficacy of Putin's tactics in the situation after already declaring or or going on to to elaborate and say that he would never have pulled this crap yes. when I was president because obviously Trump opposes this Be, you know you wouldn't say this never would have happened on my watch if you supported a thing but the media can't even read and and comprehend honestly instead i mean you know, they're, they're running around. I love that, too. This right-wing radio show. I mean, this is the, kind of the biggest radio show by audience that's, in the country. That's Calm the down. funniest part about this is they are trying to denigrate this show when our audience is bigger than theirs is, right? Yep. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, more people are listening and consuming this show than consume virtually every MSNBC show all day long. Certainly CNN as well, right? During the course of the entire show, three hours. And so the idea that they're that they're trying to dismiss us to me, one, it just is evidence of how poorly they understand the larger media ecosystem. The reason why Trump is talking to us and the reason he wanted to talk to all of you is because it's one of the largest audiences he can reach anywhere in media. And it's one of the few places where he can actually have the opportunity to speak in full. And what did they do? They went and clipped one minute of, uh, of, of an hour long interview and dishonestly tried to uh, represent it as somehow praising Putin, which was not the context of the comment at all. Just imagine if somebody, if you had a military strategist who said Rommel's battlefield maneuvers in North Africa were the stuff of military genius, you turn around and you're just like, oh my gosh, this guy loves Hitler. That is exactly what they are doing, right? They're, They're actually acting like, the specific commentary on one tactic and whether, you know, bad people are capable of doing very savvy things, obviously. But to say that something is a savvy tactic is not the same as endorsing the whole program of what is behind it and who is doing it. But they just pretend, Clay, but this was this was a recurring theme of the fake news. And we should bring that term back, by the way. I actually think I miss it. And I think that we should start using it again because we see how fake you and I sat there. We experienced fake news from the Democrat aligned legacy media in real time, essentially, or, you know, within hours of that interview, because we, we, we didn't sit there saying, Oh my gosh, Trump is praising Putin. We're saying he's calling out what an idiot Biden is and what a, what a preposterous administration this is. And all they had to do was actually listen to or even read the transcript in context and they would get that. But these are the same individuals, Clay, who lie about Trump when it comes to saying that there were good people on both sides, including the neo-Nazis in Charlottesville. They pretend to not understand the English language so they can disingenuously bash Trump. Not only were they bashing him on the uh, on the relationship with Ukraine and Putin, they also lied about what he said about the southern border. They said, oh, he, he must be thinking about invading Mexico. No, he said that he would rather have our troops sent to Texas to help protect the southern border than he would sent to Ukraine to help protect the Ukrainian border. Which, by the way, I would bet, what do you think, 85%, 90% of Americans, if they said, hey, do you want to send troops to Ukraine or do you want to send troops to our southern border, 
I think way more Americans would say, yeah, I'd rather protect our southern border right now, given the millions of people that are coming over every year, than I would go try to get involved in Eastern European uh, borderland issues. And this is where you also see that Democrats pretend to be a party that cares so much about humanitarian issues, pretend to be a party that are pushed by principle. And and yet in, in this moment, you have to ask, well, what exactly is the principle that they're invoking for this moment of heightened tension with with Russia? Are, are we supposed to do what exactly? We're already sending, we have been sending a lot of munitions. We have been giving diplomatic support. And people get concerned here because you wonder, so we didn't go into Syria because they recognized that was a horrible, messy civil war. Hopefully, we've learned enough lessons in the past 20 years of interventions in the Middle East in this country to know that this is not a fight that we should have or should get involved in. But a lot of really bellicose talk from people in the Democrat foreign policy establishment right now. And and Trump is the bad guy for saying we need to focus on our own border. I mean, you know, he, he did run on the whole America first notion and there's no case to be made that U.S. military involving itself, and it hasn't yet, and I'm, to be fair to that, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but even thinking about involving U.S. military in a conflict with Russia over Ukraine, that's the antithesis of what Donald Trump believes. So, of course, he's going to be opposed to that and want to focus on things here at home. No doubt. And this is a great example of why I would encourage you to listen to full interviews yourself in context. You can listen to that interview by the first hour of the podcast, you can search it out. If you missed yesterday, Donald Trump spent the full hour with us at Mar-a-Lago, created some, I think, fake news headlines uh, spun out by the media that is uh, that is very threatened by Trump and, frankly, is trying to cover for Biden and his failures in virtually every uh, arena, including foreign policy. You can also go to clayandbuck.com if you don't have time to listen and you can read the transcripts of the interview for yourself. I encourage you to do it. I started doing this uh, not only when I was practicing law because I wanted to be able to read the deposition transcripts and the trial transcripts to see what was actually said as opposed to what was being said was said, but also because the stories I found in the world of sports when I would go to press conferences oftentimes were not representative of what I had seen and heard myself. So I'd encourage you to check it out, either the audio version on the podcast uh, you can stream it at clayandbuck.com, and you can read the transcript yourself. In the meantime, Buck and I are Pure Talk customers. We've told you how much we love the service, but how about some of you, some other Pure Talk customers out there? We got a note from David in New York that said it all. He said, I was very hesitant about changing from Verizon to Pure Talk, but I was shocked to learn that I could get the exact same plan I had with Verizon for $170 it would only cost $49 with Pure Talk. That's the exact same plan. He said his next concern was how difficult would it be to make that change? He said it was simple. Verizon quickly gave him the code number without trying to talk him out of it, and now he has the same plan, but he's saving $120 a month. How much difference could that make for you? David summed it up nicely. All you have to do is go online to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Then for this month only, enter promo code PureTalk and you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code PureTalk. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burdens. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We were talking about the reaction to the interview. We'll play for you during the course of today's show a few cuts in the event that you didn't hear. But this is one of the cuts that the left-wing media decided to run with and argue somehow that Trump was praising Putin when it was far from the case. But we'll play this audio for you. Uh, This was yesterday with Buck and I at Mar-a-Lago. Let's play cut one. I went in yesterday and there was a television screen and I said, this is genius. Putin 
declares a big portion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. There were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. No, but think of it. Here's a guy who's very savvy. I know him very well, very, very well. By the way, this never would have happened with us had I been in office, not even thinkable. This would never have happened. But here's a guy that says, you know, I'm going to declare a big portion of Ukraine independent. He used the word independent. And we're going to go out and we're going to go in and we're going to help keep peace. You got to say that's pretty savvy. And you know what the response was from Biden? There was no response. They didn't have one for that. Now it's very sad. So I don't even understand, Buck. You listen to that entire context. He's, first of all, being sarcastic about the idea of peacekeepers. Uh, but he's saying it's so sad that Biden has been played due to Putin's savvy into such an uncomfortable chess position on the board. And he's saying that would have never happened if I were president. I agree with everything that he said there. I mean, I don't even understand. Like, we're sitting across the table as he said it. I was like, you know, okay, this I understand his argument. It, it is so dishonest to even try and spin it the way that they did. Yeah, and this is a symptom of Trump derangement syndrome for everybody. This is actually one of the primary. This is, you know, time to call your doctor if you have this symptom of Trump derangement syndrome. Pretending if you are a journalist not to understand the English language. Not to understand context. They did this to Trump all the time. They'd say, yes. well, he said, you know, he said when pigs fly and pigs can't actually fly. So he's a liar. I mean, they would they just they would act like any any if he used a euphemism or hyperbole or whatever. They, they all of a sudden were, were these obtuse literalists to try to attack him. And that's what we saw yesterday. And it's just pathetic, man, because you know what? What he said about Joe Biden is right. He's a buffoon. He's always been a buffoon. Everyone who knows foreign policy will tell you that, Clay. Everyone who understands this guy's decision-making in the past agrees. But, you know, good old Grandpa Joe during the pandemic, they're able to you know, roll him into the basement and hide him there until the media made him president. And now we're dealing with the consequences of that cynical decision-making. And let me say this. By far, the biggest story I thought from Trump during the course of our, investi- uh, of our investigation, of our interview... Uh, we talked about the Durham investigation, too, by the way, and that was a storyline that I thought deserved attention. But him saying that he thought China was going to go into Taiwan. I mean, that is a monstrously huge story that would make a double-fronted war, right? Instead of just having to worry about Ukraine, you would have to worry about China. And there's some evidence of that that we're going to get into at the start of the next hour. But in the meantime, Mike Lindell, he is the inventor of my pillow and his team. They fit us for our pillows, introduced us to their ever-growing list of incredible products. And right now, he has got an incredible offer for you. They got all different sorts of things. Towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress topper, Giza dream sheets, all of that. But right now, he has got 50% off on the my slippers. My wife and all of her running buddies have these. We have tons of these in our house. My wife keeps giving them out as gifts because she loves them. 50% off. Trust me, you're going to love these. Buck has them as well. Click on the radio listener specials at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Clay and Buck 
All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. And with our promo, you will get Mike Lindell's book for free as well. Use the code Clay and Buck. You will get 50% off these slippers. They're fabulous at MyPillow.com. Code Clay and Buck. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Rolling into hour number two of the Wednesday edition. Had to think there for a minute. It's already been a big week. We were down in Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Encourage you to go listen to the full interview with President Trump. And I want to say this. All of the attention in the media, as they have tried to twist the president's words around, 45's words around, as it pertains to Ukraine and Putin. But the biggest story to me remains China. Because whatever happens with Ukraine, it is an issue potentially in Eastern Europe. But even today, as I'm sitting and looking at the stock market, for instance... The stock market, even in the wake of the invasion, not really moving that much. A hundred point move one way or the other so far today. The general economic fallout from whatever happens in Ukraine for the United States, relatively muted. That seems to be the overall consensus belief. Now, certainly consensus belief has been wrong about a lot over the past several years, but in general, Ukraine is not going to change the overall geopolitical landscape of the United States or other major powers. What could, Buck, and we've been talking about this for a while because I think it's wildly under-discussed, what could is we already saw China take Hong Kong without firing a shot, just ended democracy in Hong Kong. And now it seems as if China is using the proxy war going on right now between Ukraine and Russia as a potential prelude to figuring out how the Biden administration might respond should they decide to invade Taiwan. And that is actually, I think, by far the most interesting thing that President Trump said to us, because obviously he knows Putin well, he knows Z well, in terms of the relationships between China and Russia. Here is what he said when we asked and he talked about Taiwan in the context of Ukraine. Listen to this. I knew that he always wanted Ukraine. I used to talk to him about it. I said, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. But I could see that he wanted it. I, I used to ask him. We used to talk about it at length. I think nobody probably knows him better in terms of the discussions that we have or that we're having this morning. Uh, so I knew him. Uh, very well. I got to know him. I got to know President Xi. By the way, China's going to be next. You know, China's going to. You think they're going to go after Taiwan? Oh, absolutely. Not with me, they wouldn't have. But you uh, think with Biden, they'll oh, try yeah. him. They're waiting till after the Olympics. Now the Olympics ended and look at your stopwatch, right? No, he's uh, he wants that just like it's almost like twin sisters right here because you have one that wants Taiwan. I think equally badly. Somebody said, who wants it more? I think probably equally badly. But no, Putin would have never done it, and she would have never done it. And also, North Korea has not acted up for four years. Okay, so, Buck, this to me, uh, again, you can not like the president uh, and, and, and Trump, and certainly there's lots of people out there who don't, but I think what he got very little uh, credit for is this is a guy who's done deals his whole life. He has to sit across the table and size people up, figure out what they want, what he can give them, what they can give him, 
and somehow come to a deal, right? The art of the deal. Trump has written entire books uh, about it. And I think he does a pretty good job of sizing people up. If yeah. he is correct to your buck, the, as big of an issue as Ukraine is, Taiwan is Ukraine on 10, 20, 100-fold importance when you consider semiconductors, the South China Sea impact, what we would do. Taiwan economically is a far bigger story than what might happen in Ukraine. And the Chinese Communist Party has always maintained and just recently said that Taiwan is a part of China, yes. right? This has been their, that has been their official. And we have a policy of strategic ambiguity. You start to line up some of the similarities here. We promised in the Budapest memorandum when Ukraine was going to and did give up its nuclear weapons because it inherited them at the fall of the Soviet Union, essentially. We said, and the UK did, and of course Russia did, that we would protect them, but not a part of NATO. So not the same level of uh of contract if you will not the same level of investment in their in their security and with taiwan we have the strategic ambiguity of well maybe we would do something maybe we wouldn't do something right now what's happening in response to our sanctions it's already occurring and let's just understand this there's going to be a lot of moralizing from democrats about this and ever talking about how awful putin is and yeah he's he's a bad guy there are a lot of bad people that run countries all over the world. Putin's particularly bad because his country is a trillion-dollar-plus economy. I think maybe it's getting closer to $2 trillion now and has a lot of nukes and a pretty serious military. So he's a bigger concern, no question, than some tin-pot dictator that has a country with barely in armed forces. I get we all understand that. But when you're adding China into the mix here, you also see how that affects the sanctions regime. The idea that we're going to have enough economic impact on russia to change the calculation is just silly it's just not going to happen so so we're going to hear you know biden gave that speech yesterday clay while we were on air uh and right after we had spoken to former president trump and and i also want to point out i mean biden sound it sounded almost like gibberish when he was reading it off a prompter i mean it sounded like <laughs> yeah he was running late for some other engagement he's like well, you know, here we are we're gonna you know russia Ukraine stuff, blah, blah, sanctions, keep going, keep going. You know, this is like me when I run through prompter reads and I don't have time before I actually go on air. That's what the commander in chief said. Here, here we go, China stuff, Russia. You don't do this, democracy principles, blah, 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 you know, stuff. You know, that was the way that he gave his speech yesterday, which clearly isn't going to do a darn thing about anything. And then you have the turn toward China that's already occurring by Russia in response. Guess what's going to happen? Russia and China are going to get closer, and there's going to be more business done. There's going to be more economic activity. That relationship will strengthen. And so the possibility of, and to your credit, you brought this up, and we discussed this on the show many months ago, a one-two punch here of Russia. What does Russia want more than anything in terms of territory at this point? Ukraine, right? That's... I read the entire translation of Putin's speech. It's a long speech where he lays out the whole, you know, Ukraine was part of Russia. It was the Soviets. It was the Lenin extremists who said that it couldn't be part of and they were dealing with nationalism. It was a long speech that Putin gave invoking his historical and contextual, current contextual justification for this. By the way, I don't agree with it. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying I read it so I could understand it. Um, China feels even more dedicated to taking Taiwan than Russia does to taking 
Ukraine, I think. And so we are entering a dangerous period here. The sanctions aren't going to do anything. We're not going to do anything militarily, I think. And I also point out, I, I believe that's the right move. What would we do, Clay, if China moved on Taiwan? What I mean, re- people need to really think about that. Do we want a war in the South China Sea? Do we want a war around Taiwan? Do we want a war off the coast that could expand very rapidly over an island that... Yes, there's a lot of strategic importance. You pointed out the semiconductors. You pointed out this is a democracy. There's, are we going to start going to war for other democracies around the world? That's that's a question people are going to be considering, I think, in the months and years ahead. I don't think there's any doubt. And what Japan wants, what Korea want, factor in here in a big way. And you mentioned, and this is becoming a big story, the friendship between Russia or and uh, China, or at least a strategic partnership, if friendship is too strong of a word, this is a story that's out right now. Uh, the main editor of the Chinese news agency said that he wants his country to be uh, careful when they cover this Russia-Ukraine incident because, quote, this accidentally got published online for all the journalists uh, to see in the rest of the world. But these were the instructions Chinese journalists were being given. This is a translation. In the future, China will need Russia's understanding and support when wrestling with America to solve the Taiwan issue once and for all. He said it, quote, doesn't hurt to use moderately pro-Russia language And that he wanted China to back Russia up, this is a quote, with emotional and moral support while refraining from treading on the toes of the United States and the European Union. And so they are using all of these Ukraine stories as an opportunity to test the United States and see whether or not Now is the time for China to go after Taiwan once and for all. And so Biden's weakness, whether you voted for him or not, could end up costing all of us because they don't trust his ability to respond to this in China or in Russia. It's also the case that if Biden feels like he has very little political capital and the economy, the U.S. economy is in particularly rough shape, Do you think that he's going to make wise decisions one way or the other if there is a major provocation from China? And also, look at the way Russia is playing this. Russia used the separatist provinces, quote-unquote separatist provinces, whatever you want to call them, of South Ossetia and Abkhazia in Georgia back in 2008 into 2009 when there was a transition from Bush to Obama as the playbook. And we are now seeing that playbook on a much bigger scale in Ukraine very similar, but the way that the media narrative is formed around this clay and the response of Western nations, you know, a lot, a lot of tough talk from NATO. Oh, we're, we're bolstering NATO. Okay. Well, Putin's not invading a NATO country. So, you know, I mean, that's not really going to do very much. I think China watches all of this and gets to see, all right, how does the West, how do the democracies, the unified democracies of the world respond to a major military incident like this? A lot of tough talk, a lot of people going on, you know, media in primetime, pounding their chest about how we need to stand for our principles in Ukraine. But what does that even mean? And I think China's watching this and learning lessons that may well be applied if they decide to go after Taiwan, which a lot of people I know who are China watchers, as we'd say, the intel community. I mean, that's their primary area of responsibility. 
Um, they think it's a question of just when, not if. And when is the United States going to have a weaker leader than right now? And when could you put him on a two-fronted war in a more difficult position? I'm not sure that the opportunity has ever been more strategically advantageous right now than right now for China as it pertains to Taiwan, which is what President Trump laid out with us just a uh, just about 24 hours ago. And it still didn't get much attention, but to me it should have. You're a homeowner and you want to refi your mortgage. It's time to ask yourself why you haven't. Because interest rates may never be this low again. We're talking about saving hundreds a month, maybe even thousands of dollars a month. You deserve these kinds of savings, and you deserve access to them as well. When you call American Financing, they will hook you up. They are America's home for home loans. You can take advantage of a free mortgage review where a salary-based mortgage consultant will explain all the money-saving options available to you. No pressure, no upfront or hidden fees, just a simple conversation around the custom loan options that achieve your goals faster. You decide what's the best option. They make it happen. And if you start soon, you could skip up to two payments and you may close in as fast as 10 days. With interest rates rising, now is the time to lock in a rate that could save you hundreds or thousands of dollars a month, tens of thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Call American Financing right now. Now's the time. 800-777-8109. That's 800 800- 777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLS Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. 
Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. As promised, we're now joined by the newly taking the governor's mansion governor, of course, Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. He is just beginning and doing some great stuff in Virginia. Governor, thanks for being with us. Well, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me back. Last time I was still candidate, and it's just awesome to speak with you uh, as governor. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to say it's a coincidence, but you come on the Clay and Buck show, good things happen, Governor, so we're happy to have you. Thank you so much. You're doing some big things right out of the gate, mask mandates in schools, top of what we've been talking about here on the show, watching from outside of your state. Tell us first about how that fight is going to uh, allow parents the right to free their children's faces from the cloth. Well... It's uh, I, I think we've put things uh, to bed here with uh, with uh, bipartisan legislation that was signed into law last week, <clears throat> giving parents the right to make a decision about whether their children wear a mask or not. And we, we've been talking about this for a year. And the fact that parents uh, absolutely have a fundamental right to make these decisions. And, uh, and, and, and if school boards have mandates, parents have to be able to opt out. That's what the legislation says. And uh, I believe that if parents want to have their child wear a mask, then they should be allowed to do so. But also, if parents don't want their child to wear a mask because it's in their best interest not to do so, they should be able to make that decision, too. This is about liberty and freedom. And I think this is why we won last November, is Virginians, not just Republicans, but independents and Democrats, really felt strongly that it was time for us to get back to some of our core fundamental beliefs and the rights of the people and liberty and freedom. And, and we've gotten started really with, uh, with a bang here. I've been very excited about getting, getting taxes down and standing up for parents' rights and reestablishing expectations of excellence in schools as opposed to watered-down expectations and getting law enforcement funded and uh, standing up for our community's safety. And, oh, by the way, let's go create some jobs and uh, recognize that the more jobs they are, the more opportunity there is, and we got to get regulations down and jobs up. And so it's been a busy, busy first five weeks, but, boy, we're having a great time. Congratulations on the win, Governor Youngkin, and you have done a heck of a job, and I know many of our listeners out there have been very proud to see you follow through on many of the things you said you would do, which is sometimes rare in politics. I want to ask you big picture. We've got next week the State of the Union address. It's not very far to the midterms. You were a little bit ahead one year with the election in Virginia of where the nation might be headed. 
What do you say to everybody out there who looks at your success in Virginia and wonders how much of it was unique to your Commonwealth there and how much of it was part of the larger atmosphere that exists in this country right now? What would you say to other people getting ready to run coming up on 2022 that you learned based on your campaign? Virginia is very much a uh, microcosm of the nation. I mean, we have... Yes, a lot, a lot of Republicans, but a lot of Democrats, but we have a ton of independents. And I think so many of the, the emotions and, oh, by the way, policies that people felt so strongly about this past year in Virginia absolutely are, are emotions and policies that the nation is, is focused on right now. And it has everything to do with individual liberty and rights. And it, let's just start with education. And historically, I think that uh, Republicans might not have been the party to look to for education. When you get right down to it, we are. We stand for choice. We stand for parents' rights. We want excellence. We want kids to be taught how to think, not what to think. You know, one of the things we're working on in Virginia is a lab school initiative so that we can partner with universities and colleges and do it within the public school system so parents can choose to send their children to an alternative school called a lab school that has a different curriculum that can prepare their child for college or for a career. But I'm also very, very uh, aware of the fact that public safety is a huge issue across the nation. Crime rates have been soaring. And last year we ran on a deep, deep focus on making our community safe again, funding law enforcement, equipment, training, salaries, getting more law enforcement on the streets so that, in fact, we can keep our communities safe, but also recognizing we've got to rebuild relationships. And, uh, and that's why we've been pushing so hard on some special programs to help rebuild relationships. And finally, at the end of the day, all Virginians, and I think Americans, are recognizing that taxes at the state level in Virginia are too high. It's inflation is running away, just rampant. And what governors can do is get taxes down. Prices are up. That's, a, that's, that's just policy mistakes in Washington, but we are able to do everything at the governor's level that we possibly can around taxes. And that's why we're so focused on getting taxes down. So the basics of getting the cost of living down, improving education, making our communities safe and creating more jobs. And then finally, we have been so focused on making government work for us and not telling us what to do all the time, having a government that's best in class, getting the backlog of, un- of unemployment claims down, making our DMV work, having government that's responsive to its bosses. So I think these are really, really universal issues across the nation. And uh, I think that Republicans will do really well this year if we keep listening to our customers and delivering for them. We're speaking to Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. And, Governor, you've come out of the gates doing things that, as, as Clay pointed out, you promised to do, so you're already taking those actions uh how do you think in your state just as to, to get a sense of you know you, you just won congratulations so you're just starting your term as governor but there's obviously going to be a very contentious midterm election coming up how do you think based on what you know of virginia's politics as a purple and previously until this most recent election trending blue state things are looking in virginia for the republican party because that might be an indicator of how it will go in other contested areas of the country yeah, I, I believe that voters in Virginia um, expressed a strong view that individual liberties, low taxes, better education, safe communities are, are top of mind. 
And I think that Virginia's voters reflect America. And I think that Republicans staying focused on these issues will do incredibly well this year. Incredibly well. You know, states run led by Republicans um, have just done so much better. We've done better economically. We've done better in job creation. We've done we've done better in, in, in education metrics. We've done better managing through COVID. I mean, this is a moment where where the leadership of the of Republicans has been strong. And what we've seen, of course, is unfortunately weak leadership out of Washington in a time when we need strong leadership at a time where we see uh, geopolitical issues uh, really on the forefront. And they're on the forefront because we've had weak leadership. And I think that uh, Americans are ready for for that basic principled leadership of small government, of a strong national defense, low taxes, empowering people and recognizing that this, this is a moment to actually lean forward and not step back. We can do incredibly well this November. Governor, you're across the Potomac River from a guy who has a lot lower approval ratings right now than you do in Joe Biden. He's got the State of the Union coming up. He probably won't listen to you because he's making all the bad decisions, but you're close. What would you tell him, Olive Branch, he should have in the State of the Union based on what you are hearing and seeing in your state? What do people want? Well, I think it's time to recognize that the state of emergency that is existing in COVID Amen. is a time to end. It's yes. a time to end. And we can get back to normal. And this is what we're seeing in Virginia is when we give people the ability to make decisions over their own lives and they can see a path back to normal. So many of the things that have that have worked against economic recovery, against basic happiness can, in fact, we can recover from. I mean, let's be serious. We've got it. We've got a crisis uh, of behavioral and mental health in this nation and in Virginia. And so much of it is because we have seen lockdowns extended longer than they ever should be. And we've seen mandatory mask policies with hesitancy to remove them. Listen, the science and the medicine is telling us um, and from so many experts that it is time. And so that is the number one thing that I think uh, our president could do is is relinquish, relinquish the stronghold he's got on so many parts in our in, in, our, in our in America by extending this state of emergency. I think the second thing he needs to do is lead. It's time. We cannot, we cannot have weak leadership. And we're seeing the results of weak leadership all around the world, but we're also seeing it at home. And it is time to, to, to make sure that we have dis- distinctive decisions made around how we're, you know, the fact we pulled out of Afghanistan the way we did, the fact that we have had weak sanctions responses in, 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 to Russia and their aggression in the Ukraine only exacerbates these circumstances because they know the United States is not responding strongly anymore. We've got it. We've got to show leadership. And so those two things in my mind should be at the top of his list. And uh, I hope he would listen. Governor Youngkin, Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, we appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win. And thank you for fighting and winning so many battles that matter so much to the people in your state and around the nation. Thanks for joining us. Guys, thank you for having me. Have a blessed afternoon. Thanks. That thanks. is Glenn Youngkin. Uh, that's, uh, we got to talk about that a little bit when we come back here. He's doing some great stuff, Clay. Some great very stuff. Very good. Very good stuff from the governor of Virginia. In the meantime, uh, Legacy Box is making reclaiming your old glory days as easy as one, two, three. 
glory days are all the special moments you recorded on videotape once upon a time before cell phones included cameras and the ability to record video. I bet there's a Buck Sexton soccer tape star out there somewhere on the old VHS. Certainly, certainly I know many of you out there. Maybe you were all stars back in the day. Maybe you were the Napoleon Dynamites of your high schools. And some of those old tapes are starting to fade. The kids may not believe it. The grandkids certainly aren't. That's why you need Legacy Box. Get hooked up right now so they can make one of their specially made shipping boxes come right to your home. You can send everything that you want from your memories, your old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, 8mm film, pictures, all of it professionally digitized so you are able to have it forever to share with your family. And for right now, they have got an unbelievable deal. Get right now for just $9 a tape, your memories preserved forever. At this special price, there's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. With LegacyBox.com slash Clay, you can take advantage of this $9 videotape sell. Usually it costs 27 to 30 bucks a tape right now, only a third of the price, $9. Get hooked up today. Preserve those sports memories and more forever at LegacyBox.com slash Clay. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.